Watch it again in slow motion. Maybe you don't want the royal eggs this way. Brand X, brand Y, brand Z. Get with it, kid. Welcome to episode two. I'm Christian Smith. And I'm Colin Russell. Colin, how did you find your way to advertising? Well, Christian, (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, it actually, um, I'll take you back. I'll take you back a little bit. My dad is an accountant, Hmm. and I was always trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, and I've always really enjoyed, like, being in front of people. You know when people are, like... When, like, you're a kid and you're like, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. I wanted to be a rock star. (laughs) Like, I legit wanted to just be on stage and sing. And, Uh like, I don't have a good voice. I just wanted to be in front of people and just, like, Uh share emotion and just, like, scream and have people cheer and crowd surf and um, kind of um, just being around people and having people, like, be persuaded to my ideas was, like, it gives me a high, basically. Yeah. And um, and so my dad was like, well, accounting is really great because you get to do, like, these quarterly earnings reports to your shareholders. And I was <laughs> like, all right, as long as I get a pitch in, in accounting, I'll do it. And so um, and so I actually started thinking I wanted to do accounting um, and quickly learned that accounting is not the right place for me because it's a little bit too uh, binary. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I realized that I still wanted to be involved in a business setting. Mm-hmm. And so I started to explore a little bit more of what I liked. And it had to do with people always. I, I really considered doing psychology and then sociology. And I was in an anthropology class with my cousins. And they spent the entire time making fun of it. And I would make fun of it along with them. But secretly, I loved that class. It was uh-huh. one of my favorite classes. Um Because it was understanding people and understanding why people are the way they are and how to Mm -hmm. get a good response out of people. And and um, and that eventually led me to advertising because it's this awesome hybrid of all these great skill sets and this great opportunities of being involved in business and helping businesses thrive, but also understanding communication and what people respond well to and um, how can you evoke emotion and um, specifically within account management, um, being able to sell those ideas and being able to understand clients and being able to work with um, the agency internally and all of this communication being the center of what I plan to do is exciting. That's cool. So once you like found the program and you like applied and you got in, how did you know that like account management is like like really what you want to do, like not strategy, because strategy is also like has a lot to do with like psychology yeah. and stuff. But like why account management? Yeah. Um, so actually in my intro to advertising class, mm-hmm. I did a lot of the art direction. And Interesting. Um, it was, yeah. And so I actually got into the program thinking, well, maybe I'll consider art. Um, but... As I went through 2.30, I realized that my most enjoyable part was being in these group settings Mm -hmm. and being able to understand, okay, this is what we need to do. This is when we need to have it done by, what needs to be done by our next meeting, and kind of Mm -hmm. understanding all these checkpoints. 
and being involved from point A to point, from the start to the finish of this campaign. And so when I got into the lab or officially into the program, I immediately decided I'm going to do management um, because as that 230 project went through, I found I think I have these skill sets to be a creative to a degree. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're amazing skills that I don't I didn't have and I don't have <laughs> because I didn't go that route and have those opportunities. But um, it was those opportunities that um, I found most enjoyable in 230 that it was being from point A to point B and communicating and managing and orchestrating a timeline. And um, as I got into the program and started taking these intro classes like Intro to Account Management 337 and 309 being the more strategy-oriented and briefs, I found that um, strategy is exciting and I like to be involved with that. Um, But working with the people and actually pitching um, has become a very enjoyable thing for me. You're a big pitcher. <laughs> I like that. It's, um, like I said, being wanting to be a rock star, that's, uh-huh. I think that's the, that's the window that is kept remaining open <laughs> because yeah. like, I think there's still an opportunity to pitch or at least to present ideas to clients yeah. or um, in many instances to professors here in school. So yeah, In your book, you said that you love pitching because you've also loved – like standing in front of audiences, you've been you've like spoken in symposiums. Mm-hmm. You like you just want to be like in front of people. <laughs> it sounds so self centered of me, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Well, like a lot of people don't like being in front of people, so that's yeah. like it's like a good trade off, I guess. Like you could be the one in front of everyone, <laughs> yeah. as long as you know how to lead it well. Yeah, actually, one thing um, as I've started talking to recruiters, uh-huh. I've actually learned. Because they'll ask me also, so why advertising? What what do you like? And I'll mm-hmm. always I'll bring up that I like to be with people and inter- and understand people and pitch and and sell ideas to people. Mm-hmm. And they'll always bring up, well, there's two types of managers. There's the people that like to be more behind the scenes, and there's people that like to be in the front and mm-hmm. pitching and selling and and being that spokesperson. And he's like. And they always say there's those two types of people. And I'm starting to realize that I I do like to be that. Mm-hmm. that more vocal counterpart so yeah i see that in like the lab too actually oh, like yeah. now that you said that like there are people that i just like do not see like they're in the lab they do stuff and they're like on projects but like i like i don't see them and they like they pop up every now and then you know like a, like a oh, gopher yeah. or something and then there are other like uh managers who i see like everywhere yeah. Like you, for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're like very like up and at them. Totally. Yeah. So. It was awesome. Actually, um, last semester with Grandpa Beck's games uh-huh. the that we had, I supervised that with Tony. Yeah. So Anthony Inkley, super awesome guy. And actually, because we're both account managers, I actually took the other side and he was much more client facing and I was a little bit more behind the scenes. Hmm. And it was just, it's cool because there are totally different like ways to play to those strengths. You know, mm-hmm. I was I became a little bit more involved in um, note-taking and referring all these um, all these reviews from the client to the creatives and mm-hmm. being more involved in, in uh, conference reports and making sure that um, what we were doing was being uh, annotated 
and and stuff whereas tony mm-hmm. was much more he was the one that did all of the texts and the phone calls and the mm-hmm. and organized when he was coming in and so like there really is like these two different ways of doing it and so, yeah yeah that just makes you think of like two guys back to back with guns you know oh like, yeah that was me <laughs> like cool one facing one way one <laughs> facing the other way oh yeah except for hopefully you're not shooting the creators no. <laughs> <laughs> um so now that you've I mean, you're like a senior now. Yeah. You're like on the way out. On the way out. You've done some pretty cool projects, <laughs> like while you've been here. What are like your favorite projects that you've been a part of? Oh, man. Uh, that's a hard question. Um, I've been on a lot of awesome projects. And and honestly, a lot of them that um, you're not going to find in my <laughs> book or my resume because they didn't turn out as I wanted them, but they're also just exciting. I think one of my favorite projects um, from like start start to finish was actually Converse hmm. on my site. It's like, it's kind of a random one. Um, I actually wrote that strategy as well. And so that was a little mm-hmm. bit of, a, of an enjoyable thing. But what was so enjoyable about that project for me was I started this project and I had this brief and I was like, I really like this brief. And it was about bringing, um, just in a nutshell, um, bringing Converse into a little bit more of a, like a rural setting, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the Chuck Taylors. Um, instead of like it being urban streetwear, mm-hmm. we wanted to emphasize that like Heartland America has should have a voice and a brand that resonates to them. Mm-hmm. And that's not urban streetwear. Mm-hmm. But that can be almost like small town urban streetwear. Um, anyways, it was really exciting. And what was so exciting was then I had the opportunity to say, okay, this is the project. Now who should I work with? <laughs> and it was really fun. I actually sat down with different creatives. <laughs> and without telling them what I was doing, I'd be like, tell me, what's your style? What's your thing? What's your... What's your go-to? And um, and I started exploring people's books. And I actually, um, I found out that Asher is a really good photographer with film. And a lot of his subjects are like, were barns and old cars and like landscape. And I was like, this is the style and aesthetic that I was looking for. Interesting. And so I brought him in. And then like the Vanderwerkens. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh, Emily Vanderwerkens from Vernal, Utah, which is, wow. Yeah. Small town. <laughs> yeah. And so I did not know that. Yeah. And so from a copywriter perspective, I knew that she lived the emotion that I wanted to evoke. Mm-hmm. And so I brought on the Vanderwerkens and also with Jacob went on a strategy standpoint and understanding what it is like to live in a small town mm-hmm. and to grow up and what their needs are emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I brought them on. And then Shane is an art director. Um, I think he was, I think he's from Texas. I can't remember right now, but also from a relatively smaller heartland setting. Mm-hmm. And um, I just learned that his art direction jived really well with Asher's as mm-hmm. well. Um, so anyways, just this idea of putting together this team. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. And to sit down with all of them, have a kickoff meeting and say, okay, this is what I think we can make this is when we need it done by, which was the creative application deadline. <laughs> and we, so we said a week before we're going to have X, Y, and Z completed. Uh-huh. And this is what I think 
our timeline needs to look like. Mm -hmm. By next week, we need ideation. By the following, our headline is set. And we're going to do a shoot. And I think I said we were going to do the shoot um, in two and a half weeks or three weeks. And we did it. And we got awesome prints done. The photography is amazing. Asher and Shane visually did an incredible job. And the copy is super fun with Emily. Mm -hmm. and uh, Jacob orchestrated a lot of that too. Yeah, it looks so, super good. Yeah, I looked at that one for a while, actually. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I think it was so fun because, like, um, I got to orchestrate a lot of mm -hmm. these working parts, and I got to see it turn into something beautiful and something I was extremely proud of. That's so, cool. Yeah. And they were all, like, at the time, they were all, like, two months into the program. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> so like, they they're all in my track. Yeah. Well, not even because they got in four months before I did. Yeah, and that was a fun <sighs> thing too, like working with, you know, being a senior, I wanted, one of the things I said at the beginning of last semester is I want to get to know some juniors and I want to work with juniors. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was also just super fun because I wanted to get to know people. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that juniors were like... From a senior manager perspective, I knew that there was so much talent there mm -hmm. that could be used um, with the manager. And so I, I, mm -hmm. I took advantage of that and it, it worked out. So, <laughs> Well, like, well done. I, th I think that's cool that you like assemble. I read your whole thing, like what I learned. Mm -hmm. And you said, like, it was interesting building my own team and then like finishing a project like with yeah. that like all in one like nutshell because usually it's like a teacher putting your team together or like a brief from um yeah. someone like like the like a client or an yeah. award show or something like that but it was like every single like piece of the like production was under your supervision the whole time yeah it's fun so what do you think about the relationship between seniors and juniors in that lab oh that's interesting i think well, I'll talk about my perspective as a junior because and then my perspective as a senior, because that's the only truth I, I know. That's a um, good place to come from. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, when I was a junior, I was intimidated by the seniors. Mm -hmm. um, there there are a lot of there were a lot of juniors and now like in my cohort that were extremely good friends with seniors. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was a little bit jealous because they worked on a lot of projects together and they were getting senior exposure. And I was like, why can't I get that? Mm -hmm. um, but I was just really nervous to go talk to them. And mm -hmm. fortunately, um, there were some seniors that reached out to me and they were super nice. Like uh, Mitch last year was kind of the ad lab strategist Mm -hmm. And I really got to pick his brain a lot. And um, I really idolized Aaron Gazdick, who was the AdLab manager, mm -hmm. and uh, got some opportunities to chat with her and, and get her feedback and, and learn from her. Um, and so from a, as, as a junior, I was intimidated by a lot of them. But what I found was when you're willing and able to reach out and just kind of Try to get past that with starting with the ones that you feel most comfortable starting out talking to. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's an awesome blessing. I mean, they're only a year ahead of you, so don't feel too intimidated. Yeah. But also within that year, they've they've learned a lot of awesome lessons. You know, a lot of them mm -hmm. have gone on the study abroad already and gotten some international exposure to to creative work, mm -hmm. or um, have gone on internships, for example. Um, and then as a senior, 
Um, it's been awesome kind of to turn those tables. Um, mm-hmm. I've, and I, and I hope I've been doing an okay job. I, <laughs> I really want juniors to think that they can, I want everyone to think that they can just come up and talk to me. Yeah. Um, well, that's the impression I got. I thought you were like one of the more approachable oh, seniors you. <laughs> because you always had like a smile on your face. And oh. I was like, Oh, Colin's nice. I'll go talk to him because he won't like, he's not going to like bite me or something. Oh, well, I, I'm glad I, I come off that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, cause, um, honestly, and I mean, to flip it a little bit, we're only a year apart. You know, yeah. my experience compared to these juniors is it's, it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like we're all on the same bow and we can all learn from each other. And honestly, I've learned a lot of things from interacting with juniors. And mm-hmm. so I think the collaboration that does go on is it's magical. Honestly, it, it's really <laughs> good stuff. Um, and so I think if anyone is nervous about reaching up to someone that's older than them or more advanced in the program, I'd say step out of the, the comfort zone for 30 seconds and send them a Slack message and mm-hmm. just say, hey, I'd love to chat sometime. When are you free? Mm-hmm. And uh, and just start it there because I think a lot of people are a lot more willing to sit down and, and do something with you, mm-hmm. um, even though they may seem a little hard to talk to <laughs> at first. So. so speaking of the comfort zone, like what in your time so far has been the time you maybe like went outside of your comfort zone the most, but was like rewarding because of it, whether it was a bad yeah. or good result. Cause I feel like either way, it's usually rewarding because yeah. you learn something. I think for me, when I don't know someone, uh, I can get really nervous to like start that conversation mm-hmm. and like starting out in the program, uh, there were creatives that I wanted to work with and mm-hmm. I wanted to and even in this, in my, like last semester, there were, there were creatives that I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit nervous to, to talk to, you know, because I, I didn't know them. And I knew they were really high quality creatives, you mm-hmm. know, um, really outstanding people in, in the lab. And so I was nervous to go talk to them and I was nervous to get involved with them. Um, and so for me, um, getting out of that comfort zone was was a day at a time and just, it was small things. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like once I, like I went up to, uh, this was last semester. I went up to someone that I had never worked with before. Um, and I was like, Hey, I have this brief and I think you would be a really good fit for it. Uh-huh. Um, read over it and tell me what you think. And if you want, let's work on it together. And it was a little, like, it was really nerve-wracking. I like Because, honestly, it was like, I've heard super good things. And from what I can tell about who you are and what work you've already done, I think you would work really well on this. And that was nerve-wracking, you know, to just go up and say that to, to someone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, being put on projects with people. Like, there are people in the lab that, um, to be honest, like, in a social circle, I would never... <laughs> be interacting with them, to be completely honest, like uh-huh. we're different people. Um, but to be put on projects with these individuals and almost by default having to get out of your comfort zone. Um, like when you're given these situations where you're put on projects, mm-hmm. um, don't shy away from it. I think just full force, get on there. And, and to that same point, volunteer to be put on things. Um, 
because even though you may not work in the same circles and you may not like, you know, you may not go, uh, play Mario Kart on the weekends together like still <laughs> still rub shoulders and there are a lot of people I don't do that with on the weekends, <laughs> yeah so. honestly I, <laughs> very few um, it's a very small circle yeah <laughs> <laughs> only four people are allowed <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so but that's honestly what I would say is just volunteer often um, and say hi to someone every day yeah um, and just and and try to and interact with someone every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've noticed that with some people like, uh, like Jameson. I don't know if you're yeah. there. Like, whenever he walks in to the ad lab, it's like he like makes his rounds and like says hi to every single person. Yeah. And if I'm on my computer, I like know what's coming. And if it like didn't come, I would be like sad. Yeah. But right. like when it does come, it's like it's like just a good feeling. Like give him a high five. <laughs> even though like oh, that's yeah. usually yeah, it's just like a high five or something. Totally. I remember yeah. um Pat was talking about a, a a kid who graduated I think a year or two before um before uh so like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And apparently this kid, um, whenever someone walked into the lab or out of the lab, he would say he would he would um by name, he'd say, like, hi, Jameson. And when he walked in and when he walked out, he'd say, bye, Jameson. And if he didn't know what their name was, he would walk up to him and say, hey, what's your name? And, like, he would learn everybody's name. And, like, wow, yeah, to me, I was like, holy cow, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. Um, but, like, that mentality of just, like, I want to, like, say hi to people in here in the lab, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to really be a, a game changer for mm-hmm. you, as you as you progress. So... Yeah. Now, I feel like there's a certain tension in the lab that's like, like part popularity contest, but like not really because no one would actually admit to that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. And so like, I feel like that's why I'm really nervous to like say hi to some people or like not say hi to them because and I've talked to a couple people about it and there's like there's like just enough pressure to feel it, but not enough pressure to like really make a conversation about it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's easy to think or to like, to see that there are circles. Mm -hmm. I think people naturally gravitate towards other people, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and that's how you find, for example, an art director copywriter fit is that you just like, you jive well together. And so you stick together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think definitely in the lab, um, I remember when I first got into the, into the lab, there's like, I, I still make this joke that, um, you have to either wear black on black on black or denim on denim, denim, (laughs) which is a bad example because I'm wearing both black and (laughs) denim right now. You're a good mix. (laughs) But I remember getting into the program and seeing like, just like this visual difference, you know, and like, and I was... Yeah, and that was, that was the cool kid group, you know, uh-huh. um, in my eyes. And I remember thinking, I'm totally not that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. There was once a, a James Kunzler once talked about uh, this, about in order to fit into the lab, you have to be a hype beast. Mm-hmm. You have to own Supreme uh-huh. and all this stuff. And it was so funny because, like, there is, like, this underlying feeling at times that like, yeah, I have to be hype beast. Yeah. Um, when in reality, like I grew to understand that's not me and that's okay. Yeah. 
and um, and there's totally like there are those people that that fit that demographic and that group and mm-hmm. like that group thrives, mm-hmm. um, but they're not more popular or more like or better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the it's the the fact that we're all different and unique that that we like that we thrive upon, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so I think all of us should not be afraid to say, yeah, I'm a little bit different and mm-hmm. I'm not a high beast. I'm like, I mean, I like, I don't know. I like, I, I do quirky little things that mm-hmm. like people don't know about me. And mm-hmm. like, it's because I have this unique personality and this unique way of like living that like, I don't think I need to be defined by making myself mm-hmm. black on black on black or denim on denim on denim. Yeah. Which is an awesome style. I think <laughs> it just doesn't look good on me, first of all. <laughs> they just both look good on you at the same <laughs> oh, time. Yeah, at the same time, simultaneously <laughs> only. Um, but, yeah, like, it may feel like a popularity uh, trip sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's just, a, it's just a group that, like, you know, groupings happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, the most enjoyable way to live life is outside of that. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally, maybe. But Were like, you a floater in high school? I Yeah, I'm still a floater. Okay. It's, I'm a total floater. This is like the, the floater gospel. Yes. I've talked to many people <laughs> about the floater gospel. Yeah, floater gospel is true. Um, I can testify. To that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's just me, but I think um, – don't think you have to fit to that mold because you're gonna find people that are a good fit for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, I've ended up working on a ton of projects with like Sam Carlson and mm-hmm. Tucker Lund. Yeah, because like we jive well together, mm-hmm. and like we enjoy being together. Like we do fun work together, and like, um, and none of us are like like the group that you would think about like when you Uh think of like you know like when you think of this imaginary like concept of what is a cool kid in the lab Mm -hmm. like none of us are that Mm -hmm. yet we like like that's all I like just if I could work on projects all day with those two guys like yeah I feel set like you know like I don't need Uh to like don't worry about what other people are thinking or like you know just do you and mm-hmm. people will love you for that. Yeah. So. I th- I would actually say that like with the pressure of like wanting to like half be a hype beast to like fit <laughs> in, there's like also like that same pressure is like do the quirky things that you like to do mm-hmm. and like be okay with that and like be open with that. Oh yeah. And that's actually like one of my passion projects was like uh, sewing fanny packs out of like used clothing. Oh yeah. And I just, I had that idea like, Two and a half years ago. That's awesome. And I didn't act on it <laughs> until it came to like my 330 like passion project. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this forever. But I like never had like the the gusto to like go and oh, yeah. and act on it into like that class. I was like, yeah, like this is my thing, like my quirky oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think as you go through the program, like I think the best thing that can happen is for as as we rub shoulders, like you're going to change the people around you and they're going to mm-hmm. change you. 
Mm-hmm. And ideally, we're all changing each other for the better. Like, yeah. if you had told me I was going to be wearing, like, Reeboks, like, 90s-style Reeboks, like, three years ago. I, I When I started the program, I wore collared shirts every day. <laughs> and, um, but, like, just because of, like, the style and what you're exposed to, like, like as you present your own fun things, like, you're going to mm-hmm. change the people around you, and they're going to change you. Sorry, I'm, like, totally rambling. But um, that's... I think, yeah, like, and with fanny packs, like, that's the coolest thing. Like, I had no idea that you did that. That's so cool. That's kind of interesting. So, like, there's, like, good middle zone where you're, like, you do yeah. change yourself a little bit, but not enough Yeah. where you're not yourself anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't feel like you have to conform. Yeah. But, like. Definitely explore yourself. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. take the good that people are, are here to offer you mm-hmm. because, like. I mean, that's what school is about is learning and developing an education. And mm-hmm. a lot of that happens through your peers. Yeah. So. Speaking of Pierce, specifically Pierce from Mal. Oh, yeah. He, oh, did you go to that night where he presented? I didn't. No. He said something like, don't be afraid to live a little bit. <laughs> All right. And like go to concerts or like stay up late or something, yeah. which I thought was interesting advice because that's like <laughs> also kind of on the topic of exploring yourself yeah but i wanted to ask you actually because you're a manager but you're also i mean like you said in your in your 230 project you were more the art director type person Mm -hmm. and you design ski skins yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool yeah it's how did that like start like why so yeah um yeah so like on my website um i I, like, made all these ski designs. Um, One, I was actually meeting with, uh, his name's Jason, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up his last name, Jason Delstra. Um, He graduated from the program five, seven years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and he's working at Vivint Solar right now. And I actually went and met with him last year. And just picked his brain on on uh, what it was like to be in the lab and to work brand side. Um, and one of the things that he recommended to me was to learn the creative suite. And he was like, um, even though you're not going to be in the trenches, if you understand what those processes are, you're going to be a more effective manager because you'll know what is plausible to do in a certain uh, in a certain timeline, or you're going to understand what is and isn't possible on certain programs, for example. And so, um, designing those skis actually started out as I wanted to, I wanted to do a complete campaign by myself. And so there's actually like, there's strategy and some like, um, some stuff behind that, that I ended up uh, dropping on my site in my portfolio. And I just kept the designs but uh, to actually design it myself and kind of do that designer role for just one sit uh, one setting um, was really good for me to kind of flex that creative muscle because like we're all creative we're all in a creative industry um, and so I wanted just to prove to myself more than anything that like I can do this and I wanted to explore it like that mm-hmm. was. 
that was the first project that I actually ever used Illustrator for. Uh-huh. And so learning Illustrator was crazy. <laughs> um, it's and, a trip. Yeah. Like I went from Photoshop to Illustrator and I was like, you can actually do this stuff. You can zoom in indefinitely. And it's and, always going to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it was super good for me. And so like... Yeah, I would totally say explore, mm-hmm. um, explore different emphases. And especially like if you end up in a shop, like a smaller agency, mm-hmm. you're going to have these opportunities to um, to flex a little bit out of what your what your destined role is. Like mm-hmm. uh, like you might be sitting down with strategists and fleshing over the brief mm-hmm. or you're going to be ideating with the creatives. And um, and so if you're able to learn that. When mm-hmm. it's super easy to to have that opportunity while in school, mm-hmm. um, so I say do it definitely. with the student discount, especially. Yeah, the student discount <laughs> saves lives. So that's like pretty good advice. With my limited experience, <laughs> I would say yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I have been asked like, "Oh, can you just like whip up, you know, like like some like Illustrator project?" I'm like, I don't think you know like yeah. how long <laughs> that takes to. At least, like, make look good, you oh, know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, like, I need it for my portfolio. I'm like, I can't. Like, you need to go ask someone else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, no, yeah, it's like, that's, like, a good thing to, like, help you understand. I feel like it should go the other way, too. Like, um, the people in the creative track should maybe attend meetings that the management attends like workshops and stuff so they can understand like oh this is what they're thinking when they're writing the brief oh yeah so that when they read the brief they think oh like this is what the strategist was going for like this is yeah yeah a lot of the intro to account management class is about effective communication Mm -hmm. like you talk about how to write a good email Mm -hmm. you know and like that's just one example and so yeah absolutely i think creatives also should learn like this is what like um this is what proper communication sounds like this is how mm-hmm. you actually pitch to a client and and sound professional and this is how you know um this is what um key demographics like appeal to you know from a strategy standpoint understanding different demographics and markets and um understanding how to come to a uh, to find an insight for a brand or a, a, a consumer insight, mm-hmm. it's super valuable. Did you have, do you have like beyond the skis, like a passion project that you've been working on? Uh, yeah. So I've actually, um, one passion project that I've had for a couple years um, is I actually have published articles on religious studies. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And so, um, I've written a paper about um, Zoram in the Book of Mormon. Uh-huh. So he's mentioned like seven times, but I wrote like a 20-page paper about who he was um, and just kind of getting into um, like ancient Near Eastern studies, you know, understanding what his occupation may have been, what lineage was he from, and what would his... What did his oath with Nephi represent and all that stuff from the Book of Mormon? And then I also wrote an article about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder in the Book of Mormon. And um, 
And both instances, I was able to present them at uh, the Religious Education Student Symposium Okay. Um, here at BYU. And uh, one has been published through the Interpreter Foundation, which is a journal for um, academic research on uh-huh. uh, specifically Latter-day Saint studies, um, mm-hmm. religious studies. And then um, the one on PTSD was published through the Religious Studies Center here at BYU. Uh-huh. And um and so that was that was a fun project that I actually started with when I got home from my mission. Uh-huh. I just wanted to find a way that I could enhance my study of mm-hmm. religion. You know, you get back from a mission um and you've read the Book of Mormon and the the Bible a lot and like very intensely. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I didn't want to lose that and mm-hmm. I was like how can I cuz I'm not studying for people anymore. What can I do? And so I told myself, I'm going to ask a really hard question and I'm going to find an answer. Interesting. And so that's what I did with that. And, uh-huh. and, um, and actually, I'll just bring that back to, um, to what you mentioned with Pierce, like to live a little. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, go to concerts and stay up late, but also like, like get involved in like random stuff, like, mm-hmm. like ancient Near Eastern studies or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and mental disorder and how that can be, uh, how that can be resolved through, um, religious education and understanding of the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that was a really fun passion project that I've been involved with. That's really interesting. Like when I was talking to the recruiters, there were two themes. There were things that they were impressed by usually. Um, one was breadth and the other was depth. Mm-hmm. And they were impressed by people who had um, a background and, and like, a lot of different backgrounds um, and who, like, knew a lot about a lot of different things. But they're also really impressed by people who knew a lot about, like, one particular thing. Yeah. And it was interesting, like, like they're they're just, like, impressed by that stuff because you're you're not, like, a, like – a flightful bird just, you know, <laughs> bouncing from thing oh, to yeah. thing and like, yeah, I'm going to dip my toes in that, dip my toes in that. But you prove to them that you can ground yourself in something and really like figure out a problem. Totally. And like not let go from it until like you're satisfied. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's been really fun. That's uh, That's been probably the one that has been the most overarching while I've been in the program is working on that. So that's cool. Yeah. That's n- not like what I expected to be honest right? from anyone yeah. in the lab. Yeah. To be like and, publishing articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I think that's I mean in going back uh like do what's you mm-hmm. and like that was that's me. Like I um like religion's a big thing for me and so I wanted to like keep that involved and and try to not shy away from it. Like I think there's a way to play it strategically in in the industry because obviously like religion is a is a tricky topic mm-hmm. right now especially with like how to treat that and like searching for jobs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so you have to play it delicately but uh um just follow what passion you have and follow what what uh what is you so mm-hmm. thanks for your time colin yeah for sure this has been awesome so hopefully i i had something good to say <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure someone will take something from that hopefully <laughs> thanks a lot Remember the amazing demonstration. What?